Hey, welcome back to Tunes Tunes Podcast. I'm your host, Harold. As always, you can follow us on social media. That's Tunes Tunes Podcast, T-U-N-E-S slash T-O-O-N-S. We're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And you can listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you find your podcasts. Welcome back. Welcome back. We're here with our favorite film critic extraordinaire from the Cinematropolis.com, Caleb Masters. Uh, Harold Story, thank you so much for the invite to be back. You just keep inviting me back, and I'm always surprised every time. I'm like, <laughs> all right, fantastic. Uh, yeah, man, let's. Uh, it's a it's a good day to be back here. We're here. It's a Friday night. No better way to spend Friday night talking uh, than talking movies with my buddy Harold. So yeah, man. Well, we. Uh, I actually so that this movie we we're talking about, my hero, Academia, Heroes Rising. Uh, I actually was like under the radar for a minute for me because I d- wasn't thinking about it coming out. Thankfully, the salt of the earth type, Caleb Young Masters, texted me and was like, dude, my hero next week. I was like, what the fuck? This movie, by the way, I, I don't blame you. This movie came out of freaking nowhere. I know. Because <laughs> I the, the first one, Two Heroes, I feel like we were talking about it for a couple of weeks before we went and saw it. There was literally a trailer that came out the week before, and I was like, oh, crap, that's next week. But I also, we had so much fun at Two Heroes, I really wanted to see it uh, you know, uh, with some friends and an active audience. And uh, yeah, it was a good time. Yeah, man, it was a blasty blast the last time we went. I told Madison how I was kind of reacting to it while we were watching it. So she's like, you better come, you better pump your goddamn brakes at this one so you don't act a fool. Because <laughs> I was like, the la- the first one, I was just like, my, my fucking guy, Todoroki. Like, I was just oh, like, I do. No, you literally <laughs> said that out loud. I do remember that on the first one you did. Todoroki, my man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he yeah, was, uh, by the way, well, we'll get into it, but he was way more, <laughs> way more chill oh, in this movie. Oh, shit. Nicely done, sir. That's why I keep inviting. That's the top tier shit. The, the dad jokes, all that right. I am inviting you back for high quality anytime, <laughs> my friend. Well, yeah. So uh, let's get into the uh, to the background of the movie. We'll get our reactions, and then uh, or yeah, and then we'll do more of like a review type of thing. Um, so we've got we actually got ninety one percent on Rotten Tomatoes, which is surprising to me. Um, I guess that's not too surprising. I did like it, but I don't know. I'm kind of on the fence on if I liked it better than the first one or not. Well, yeah, we'll talk about that. Yeah. I, ha- I actually do have, I have thought about that, the comparison between the first movie and the second movie. Right but yeah. on. Uh, well, the synopsis for it, short and sweet, Deku and the rest of the heroes of Class 1A must save a group of islanders from a powerful villain. So what you're saying is we just watched the same movie as two heroes again. R- r- remix! <laughs> Which, by the way, I can I can I just throw my review out there? Uh, the title, Heroes Rising. I mean, I feel like My Hero Academia, Heroes Rising. It's kind of redundant, right? Yeah. Uh, I mean, the only time you should include the word rising or rises in your title, uh, followed by, you know, where we've ever heard, it should be like the Dark Knight, you know? So uh, if I don't get a Bane voice out of this, <laughs> we didn't really get a Bane-type <laughs> villain in this, so I feel a little disappointed. But um, we did get some good villains overall, though, I think. Yeah, man. Well, was uh, as far as, like... You know, it, it it is very similar to the first movie. I feel like, um, you know, we're kind of we're we're thrown in um, class one A's on an island again, like in the first movie. A uh, little bit of different flavor because I believe in the first one it was more of a like conference, like a hero conference right. type, of thing, type of thing. And then uh, this one's more of like a uh, the whole vibe of it is that uh, right now that island their main hero has retired. And Class 1A has been asked to st- kind of step in, like, as a group to be the heroes for that island. It was, like, kind of like a, almost like an internship 
more of an internship. It, no, it, it, the internship, I think, is a good parallel yeah. there because they're basically like, we want you guys to train to be heroes on your own on an island where crime doesn't happen. So we're going to ease you into it. We're exactly. basically, they're going to be out rescuing cats from trees and fixing plumbing and stuff like that, you know, helping old ladies cross the street. That was kind of because we want you guys to see that you can do stuff on your own, but also not challenge you really. You know? Right. Yeah. It was like very much that vibe. And we got some, some nice little montages of uh, people, you know, uh, the exact stuff you're saying, helping them cross the street, helping people jumpstart their cars, like um, it was that precious. Whole thing. It was yeah. very precious. Was I, I I got uh, back. Uh, Deku was looking for to reunite some siblings. He did so in less than thirty minutes, but right. one of the, you know one of the siblings was still not happy that it took him that long. Right. Um, yeah. No. No. I think the premise of this is good, and I actually so for context, uh, as of this recording. I've only seen everything that is dubbed on Hulu, which is up through season three of the show. And this, I guess, kind of fits. The nice thing about this movie is it doesn't really, kind of like the first movie, really, it doesn't, like, you need to, like, be up on the show to kind of understand some of the language and some of the basic foundational plot points that have happened recently. But really, you, you don't need to know, like, specific episodes or anything. You really could jump right in, largely, um, right, and it doesn't really give any spoilers either, which is nice. No, no. I, the only thing I could say is if you're more than a season behind on the show, you might be. There was a couple flashbacks that are kind of spoilery, but again, like that, I'm talking a full season, so it's kind of nice though because it really it's disconnected out on its own. Like again, there's references to things that's happened in the show, but very vague, and um, it's nice and self-contained, but it also fits in that plot. So without jumping into spoilers for the show, basically the idea that All Might is no longer the the main hero, so there's this huge power vacuum, and these these guys are being all trained up uh, to fill the void. So this is like the story of like one of their training missions, essentially. Exactly. Uh, we will be getting into more of like spoiler area, too. So um, by the time this is released, it's been out for a little bit, but just in case you haven't seen it, just a heads up that we will be talking about um, some of the specific plot points. So if you don't want anything spoiled, just a heads up on that. Yeah, spoilers, man. They're no joke. They're no joke. Um, but yeah, man. So we're kind of we we're, we're tossed pretty much right into it. Um, there's a little bit right before that where we see like this group of villains is actually the opening scene. Um, we're I love the opening scenes like that because you get it get a good taste for what the animation throughout the whole movie is going to be like, and. You know, as with like the first movie, um, you can kind of tell it's like a bigger budget, um, but they don't like do anything too too insane um, until we get to the end, which is awesome. Yeah, no, 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 yeah. I think that's one thing I liked about both of these movies is that they're they're definitely bigger budget, like just the scope and the the like the the type the way they frame stuff is a lot bigger. But the animation and the the qual animation quality, I think it speaks to the quality of the show. But it looks very consistent with what you see on the show. Right. Like, there's again until we get to the end where it goes like full something else. Like it, it really does feel like a really big episode of the show from the animation, just from a production standpoint. So I think that was that was kind of a nice touch. But I do like the there's a, yeah there's like an op kind of like opening setup kind of cold open sort of thing where the bad guy you see the bad guys doing their thing and. Again, kind of, you know, using kind of the point where the show is for a lot of people as the jumping off point uh, into like this really self-contained adventure. I thought the opening was pretty cool. It was neat. I like the light trails. Like uh, there's some motorcycle, a motorcycle scene 
or not a motorcycle scene. It's it, it's reminiscent of the motorcycle scene in Akira. Yes, very. But we see like a lot of light trails, like in the from the brake lights. I think we talked about that in the movie. I was just like, oh shit, that's like super classic. There's a lot. This movie borrows heavily from a lot of different influences. Right. Everything from Dragon Ball Z to Akira. Yeah, there's a lot of that. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, in a good way though. In a good way, I'd say for yeah. sure. Uh, yeah. So we're talking about. Jumping in, there's like an armored truck where, you know, it's the classic heroes versus the villains, what's going on. Um, basically, that was just an like exposition for basically who was going to be like the big bad in this movie. Uh, it's a villain called uh, named Nine, um, who I liked. I liked that, and voiced by Johnny Young Bosch. Yeah, no, uh, definitely intimidating, and I thought this was pretty cool because it's kind of a, another creative way for them to have their cake and eat it too. It's like, oh, it's not all for one. It's um, it's a... Uh, it's a guy who they were trying to genetically engineer to be another all for one in a lab. So he's got all his powers, but also the way they conceptualize it, he's still kind of a one off villain. So you're able to have this big epic villain uh, for the movie, but really at the end of the day, like he's not going to stick in any way. Right. And so that's kind of our jumping off point. I mean, it's all exposition. It's just showing like who the rogues gallery basically is going to be. Um, then we get framed up with our heroes um, the class from or from class one A, you know, we know who they are. It's, those are our guys. Um, shows like the monotony of them jumping into this assignment of what we mentioned earlier. They're helping people cross the road. All those kind of mundane like um, details, as far as like that aren't like the sexy like hero things, right? Um, so that's kind of where we're at by this point. Um, but in comes a, a couple of kids, like very precocious seeming. Uh, it's a brother and sister. What were their names? Uh, Mahoro and Katsuma. Um, they are. Uh, they just. You're kind of like they're they're introduced, and you're like, who are these kids? And of course, we're gonna get a, get the exposition. Um, but the heroes get a, an alert that there's a missing child, and uh, ends up being that the sister, the big sister of the the boy, who's the younger child. It was basically just like a test to see like how long that it would take the heroes to find them. Yeah, it's really weird. She has it out for heroes, and I don't know if that was ever made explicitly clear why she is, but she she lacks faith in the heroes. She doesn't trust them and is constantly trying to show how incompetent and unhelpful they are. Right. Uh, which is kind of funny. Which, by the way, hey, their parents are terrible. Like, th th yeah, their, what their the dad hell? went to go work in another city, I guess, and apparently they had no nanny, mom, sitter, that at least that we could see because... Latchkey kids, am yeah, I right? Yeah, for real. <laughs> That's true, yeah. Well, it's, yeah, it's it's talked about, like, in the later in the movie, it's like, uh, a, an older lady is like, oh, all of us in the neighborhood pitch in to help her, and so... Right. Is that a, is that a Japanese thing? I kind of am curious. I don't... It seems like a, one of, like a, maybe like a cultural thing for sure. Yeah. Hey, this, like, 10-year-old kid's just going to run the household by herself, I guess, with the right. help of some neighbors. Uh, and it should be noteworthy that she has the power of projection. She does. She has a, her, her power is, like, she can create images and illusions and such, which, which the boy's power, of course, I don't know if we want to get into that yet, but, like, very, again, kind of the uh, MacGuffin of the, exactly. of the movie, and we you weren't. could say. At, by this point, we're not introduced to what his power exactly is. Right. Um, but um, as this is happening, um, the the big bad of the movie Nine and his cronies um, attack this guy and ends up being their dad. Um, he's in another, another city working. They attack him, and it turns out that Nine actually has a quirk that we, we might have seen before once or twice that uh, he's actually able to take um, – some uh take uh people's powers he's able to absorb their powers yes able to absorb their powers and he then 
I guess doesn't get quite what he needs from the dad. He doesn't have enough, the dad apparently doesn't have enough juice, which his power I guess is cell regeneration. Correct. And uh, he then uses one of the powers he absorbed at lightning to like destroy half the city. That was fucking tight. That guy's though. powerful. Holy smokes, guys! It seemed like he leveled the city. It was very cool. And then uh, delivers the exposition. You know what they say about powers. The hereditary. Yeah. You and know. you're like, okay, thank you for that plot point. Yeah, I appreciate I, it. I see where we're going now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, that's the, they attack him. Um, and so he, uh, he does the exposition that he stole the power because he has uh, the ability to regenerate cells. And so we find out that nine is actually hurt and these powers are not really being able to stay. He can't use his powers too much because it hurts him. So he's in search of a cell regeneration power so that he can retain his powers and heal himself and not get too weak. I will say his ultimate motivation is pretty, pretty much... It's a classic. Yeah, <laughs> it's stereotypical anime. I want to show, I want to create a world ruled by the powerful. It's interesting, you know. But like it's kind of like how it already is, though. Yeah, yeah. right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't they make that joke in the movie. Even. We're like heroes. Like, there's people that have powers, and those people are like literally the people in power. You correct. But, and the people, but the whole thing is he wants himself to specifically, be. Specifically. Yeah. yeah. Which I get that, but it's just like so funny. It's like the tropey thing of like, right up there with like every villain we face is the strongest villain in the universe. Like, it's just like very common, very you know? anime. That's that's fine though. I mean, I, this explanation makes more sense than a lot of like Dragon Ball Z explanations, for example. I mean, yeah, he's built. Okay, so we know again. This is where you're kind of jumping into the show a little bit, and the movie doesn't go into so much detail. But the idea is, All for One has been defeated by All Might, and they're trying, but they have access to his powers, and they're trying to recreate it. So they, knowing what his powers are. They steal his powers and try to, like, give him all for one's powers in a lab, but then it's not sustainable. I just thought, I, again, I, I admire how they found a way to set it up so that if you hadn't watched, like, say, the most recent batch of episodes, you'd be super up to speed. But if you have, you're like, oh, this super, it, it fits it fits in really well with the, the larger story, right, yeah. but it's also not essential. Exactly. So it's pretty yeah. cool. Pretty cool. Um, so you kind of mentioned earlier... Um, he has that exposition exposition point of uh, quirks are hereditary. He says this because the dad's power wasn't compatible with him for the cell regeneration because he could only it only worked on type A people uh, for their blood, type A blood types. And so he was like, oh, I, this isn't going to work for me because it's type A. And then he gets into the thing of, oh, but. Quirks are hereditary. Yes, kids, let's go stop them. Yeah, <laughs> uh, or let's go steal them. Uh, by the way, I don't know if this is too early or too late, but I just have to say I really like the character designs for Nine, and I don't even have the other two names. Like the the wolf dude. There's the mummy guy. I think his name is like Mummy, right? He's pretty cool. Uh, I really like the wolf guy, the wolf lizard, whatever guy. That, I just anyway, the bad guys in this movie, I really dig the design. They're really cool, very anime, but also stylish. And the wolf guy was my favorite because he had that weird mullet and he had that cigar, hanging, cigar out hanging out, baby, his mouth with that trench coat. Yeah, I thought that was pretty cool. <laughs> um, yeah, there, it was like that's one of the the bright spots and the show, the movies, everything. Like all the char the character designs in this. Um, series are just bananas, dude. Unlike oh, yeah. anything I've seen. Yeah, no, they do a they get, do a good job at keeping it fresh. That's for sure. Right. 
Okay, so um, you know, we we learned that uh, the father didn't have the quirk that he needed to absorb to be able to ha- be all powerful. So we get the exposition that oh, well, they're hereditary. So let's go get the kids. Um, we cut back and um, the kids are just kind of uh doing their things, going through the motions of like the the simple monotony uh, tasks and such. Um, and uh, that was there was like a, a nice little moment, like a candid moment between um, Deku and Bakugo, where uh, Bakugo is like just genuinely asks him like, "How's it going with your power?" Which I thought was like, I don't but, know. They, they, more and more they do things with with Bakugo, and I'm like, man, I hate him, but I'm coming around to him. So they're doing some interesting stuff with him again, without getting too into the show. I think that I think everyone we all expected him to turn co- uh, turn heel at some point. That seems like the obvious thing to do, and I think they're working really hard for them to not do that. Uh, so I think this movie takes uh, advantage of that opportunity by uh, really kind of turning it into a more of a, even more of a bromance than what we've seen before. There's a lot of like. Uh, Bakugo's like, I'm going to one-up you because I'm going to be the greatest hero ever with his normal spiel. And then Deku's just like, yeah, go save people. Bakugo, you're stupid, but we're still going to work together, you know? I kind of, I really dig the the bromance. It's a lot of fun. Their dynamic's really cool. I I would say it's a one-upsmanship, but really it's just Bakugo constantly trying to one-up Deku. Deku doesn't really care about the competition. He just wants to save people, you know? Yeah, Bakugo, bastard! (laughs) He gets some great one-liners Every time. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh! His uh, his advice to the kids throughout the movie is just <laughs> is every time he talked to him, I was like, "Wow, that's, that's he's great. a savage he's brats." <laughs> uh, so yeah, we get that moment of like just uh, the bromance uh, interrupted by the little brother who comes and says, "Oh my god, there's a villain!" Uh, we get there, they get to the scene, and it's uh, there's like a giant uh, grasshopper looking right. monster, and we're like, "What the fuck is this?" Uh, well, it turns out it was the little sis or the big sister projecting it in another. She was convinced they weren't going to show. Uh, yeah, she thought that they would scare them and that they wouldn't fight it. Um, but just yeah, just driving home that point of like she's trying to disprove the hero's value, show that they're not reliable, show that they're going to get scared and not like follow through and be true heroes. Mm-hmm. Um, just another exposition point of like why is she doing this? Um, so that's the end of that. They they end up leaving. Um, the next day, the little brother comes back and tries to and apologizes to to uh, Deku. Right, you know, but it's it's interesting because uh, not to jump ahead too much, but there's that this whole moment later where it's like, oh, there's actually villains here. Right, it's the b- little boy who cried wolf thing, exactly. and Baka goes like, no, 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 yeah, you, you, you can't. You tried that one time. It's not going to work <laughs> now. Oh no, they're actually here, and they're going to destroy this island, basically. Yeah, that was. Yeah, they're setting that up real nice. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I think um, this this uh, again does a similar to the first movie. Does a really good job at establishing characters and stakes with new characters. Um, you know, I don't think these are characters that'll likely ever show up in the show again. So they worked in the movie. True, but you, but by the time you know, you, by the time you get to the end of the movie, you really do care about them. Uh, which you got to think it's a sign that My Hero Academia. Doesn't lean too heavily on again. I, I know that you have to have like some sort of uh, familiarity with the show to watch the movies, but it does really work. I think more or less as a standalone film. Like you don't, 
like you can you can sit down and watch and understand like where all these characters are at what their roles are and the fact that, that there are new characters who show up here who will probably never show up again but you get really invested in their stories and their family i think it's again uh my hero academia movies two for two they did the same thing with the uh, in two brothers kind of with uh you know all might's uh former colleague you know there's a lot of stuff where you're you feel very emotionally invested and you and you feel really emotionally invested in the lives of the kids you're like what is this girl's problem why doesn't she trust heroes yeah. and this boy who clearly wants to uh, reminds deco a lot of himself you know there's a lot of that good stuff that i think works really really well in favor um making a good case this is a great standalone movie as well as uh, a my hero academia movie so right on yeah it's a it's a uh, we did it right the first time so let's not change the formula here <laughs> well that's the uh, other thing i have to point out like here's the thing i like about my hero academia I basically know what, what I'm signing up for. You know for, what you're gonna get. And every and and they never fail to disappoint. Like it's always <laughs> really good. You know? Yeah. Like you, you watch the first season, you're like, this is a great show. And then they just keep showing up with more of that. And it's not even just like the it's I'm not saying they, they don't even lean on it's not they lean on formulas. It's I, I, in fact one of the things I can count on with my hero academia is that there's gonna be some cool twists. Like you're like, okay, well here's what anime is gonna do. And they'll find really clever ways to not do that. Yeah, or they'll do it. They'll still do it, but it's like in a way that's like very like tongue in cheek. Yes, like, like yeah. meta, like very meta. Absolutely, yeah, um, yeah. So really, either way that they go with it, it's like very like I'm like, they did it. They did it every you time. They're killing it every time. So so I mean the the, the the review is my hero academia. It ain't broke. Uh, it ain't broke. Don't fix it. Right. <laughs> And and my and that's not to say it's mediocre. I think it's really if you're a fan of this type of thing, it's really really good. Not for and, sure. And they just show up with another really really good movie. So yeah, uh, they bring it, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. So anyway, we can get back to the recap piece. I just wanted to talk about no. my hero academia. Kudos to them because I never feel like I've been let down. Anytime no, I watch an episode or watch a movie, I'm like, you know what? That's pretty good. I'm go, go off, my guy. Go off. Um. So yeah, I mean, get, like you were saying, get back, getting back to like more of the plot. Um. As you mentioned earlier, is like, oh shit! Now there's actually our villains showing up on this island, and uh, we need to alert the the heroes. And so, you know, there's like that whole um, run around of like trying to get the villains because, or trying to get the heroes because the villains, of course, cut the communication lines. Um, they're trying to call like the headquarters for the to get the heroes out there. Finally, um, they start matching up, and it's um, the main guy nine is going. After the kids, of course, right. he's trying to try to absorb the power. Um, I think that is when we find do that. Is that when they find out? We find out that he's uh, trying to absorb his power, right? Because his uh, his dad, he's got his dad's power, right, right, right. And so, um, really, that's kind of shows. Uh, in that moment, we kind of get the exposition. I think of um, why the little sister has been trying to discount the hero thing. Is because she's worried about her brother. Right. She's scared that her brother is going to become a hero, maybe get hurt or, you know, uh, get killed or something. Kind of as a way to discourage him from pursuing that Exactly. Dream. If yeah. I can discount it and show him that it's not something he wants to do, then he won't do it and he'll be safe. He won't be, he won't always be away from us, like being a hero. Uh, which I get that. I mean, it's just like a classic thing, you know? Yeah, yeah. And I mean, I think uh, the sequence here works out pretty well, too, because this is when Bakugo and Deku show up well firstly Deku shows up and he's getting the crap beat out of him oh yeah and you know you're like and he's even shocked he's like I'm using like 20% of my power this should like wipe this guy out and he's just not doing it the guy yeah. is really starts to steal his powers when Bakugo well no I guess the guy tries to steal his powers realizes that uh one for all can't be stolen like absorbed like that because right. he's got like a 
the ancestry. A legacy. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, but then that's the point wherever you're sure, you know, Deku's about to get his, he's just about to be beat. Bakugo shows up and you're like, all right, this is where they're going to fix stuff. And then Bakugo gets his ass beat. Right. It's know? like the classic intro, the heroes meeting the villains for the first time. Kind of like a first encounter mini fight um, as Nine is trying to um, to get the kid's power. But this is when we see, uh, this is the next time we, that we see that Nine's power runs out after he's been using all the different quirks that he has. There's a threshold he can get to where he needs to rest. Like he, he literally can't go on because he's like, his his body's destroying itself because it, all the quirks. He's out of juice. Yeah, right. If he ever does it, he's you know will kill himself essentially. Right. So we get that nice little uh, break for a little bit. Let's all everybody recoup, and uh, we're gonna you know basically setting us up for the final showdown. Right. Well, and this is where they they get the you know uh, they rendezvous everyone back to this like hub, and of course again being heroes, they feed all the citizens of this little island town right. and. Uh, uh, you know, uh, again, I think it's really one thing I like about this movie, and I think the show does a good job of this too, is just showcasing like heroism isn't just like beating bad guys and blowing. It's like little things like serving people food, rescuing cats from trees. That sounds silly, but like it, it celebrates the small acts of heroism as much as the big spectacular ones that we're used to seeing in superhero movies that I also don't think superhero movies are great at doing sometimes, you know? Right. Um, so again, I think that's kind of a nice touch that we see here. But yeah, so basically, they they they, they concoct this plan to uh, move all of the uh, citizens into these caves on this other island, the smaller island across from the main island. If I'm right. Yeah. And they come up with this whole like plan for how they're gonna like wear uh, nine out because they figured out that was mm-hmm. his weakness and. Um, they're just kind of game planning right now, and we see the little brother's power in action. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, he, so yeah. So Bakugo, of course, and uh, Deku were both beat so badly that they were unconscious, and the doctors were like, "We can't heal them anymore. We can mend their wounds, but we can't fix their bones." And then the little boy goes, and I guess it's a at least the way they show it here, it's like a healing ability where he kind of regens their cells. You know. Yeah, like that. Well, when, I remember when they first mentioned that when we were in the movie. They mentioned cell activation. Right. And me and you were like, what the fuck does that what even... What does that do? Yeah, what is it going to... Like, what's the long play on it? Like, what's it going to end up being? Which, of course, we see now that it was like, you know, he's trying to absorb that power so that he could become all-powerful and, like, absorb quirks and have it not destroy his body. Um, so that was, like, the whole through line of the plot was that it was trying to get that kid's power and it was, like, the struggle between giving the kid up versus defeating the villain and man these villains uh you know again i don't want to spend too much time but i just gotta say these guys are they make them powerful these guys are beefy like through these like weird outcast characters but man that wolf guy holy smokes that wolf guy was lit he was he was no joke he was like taking on like five or six of them at a time like it was nothing like he was yeah oh yeah he was Uh, whooping ass he was making Todoroki look like a bitch right and i'm like I think back to season two of My Hero and like Todoroki was shitting on everyone. He was the badass, right? He was the guy who was so much better than that's everyone what, else. Yeah, that's what like when they introduced him, I'm like, this is my fucking guy. Like, I don't know who this is. I loved his whole vibe. I loved his look. We get his backstory. I loved all of that. And like he was just dropping trowel on everyone in season two. And so it's kind of like that thing. I mean, it's the common thing of like. You know, everyone's progressing. We're getting, we're fighting stronger villains. So, of course, you know, 
I by the like, time he gets here, he's like not super OP because he's fighting like actual uh, villains. Actual villains, and also like I feel like Deku gets, and again, based just based on from where I'm at in the series, which is end of season three, uh, dubbed. I think season four is what is currently airing. Right. I haven't watched any of season four yet, but I feel like Deku man gets some major. He is. His power levels have jumped quite a bit oh, since yeah. the, where I left off. I was like, holy smokes, He's man, leveling he up. He's leveling oh, up. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because he does some st- like stuff that used to like literally, like one move would like destroy him. Right. You know? He's like just doing like nonchalantly like he's just ready. So I was like, wow, these power levels are. Which again, I, another thing I think is kind of cool about the series, um, unlike a lot of animes that never end, I feel like My Hero Academia is on a pretty clear trajectory for, you know. Yeah, well, we had the end point. He's always saying that how I became the strongest, the strongest hero. hero. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm like, oh, I guess, I guess Bakugo didn't after all, because <laughs> <laughs> that's like his whole thing. I'll become the most powerful villain. I'll become, or, I mean, hero. You'll become the most powerful. I'll become even better. You know, even all better than All Might. <laughs> and so he, yeah, it's just funny. But by the way, uh, very minimal All Might in this movie. I gotta say, that's true. The way they, uh, the uh, again, they're kind of, they're obviously not getting rid of him, but his role has changed. Right. They're really, yeah. he's become such a more smaller supporting character true. Uh, in the recent season. In this movie, especially, he's really not yeah. in the movie hardly at all. Oh, it is important to note uh, the communication. I think I mentioned earlier had been knocked out, but um, they had actually gotten a drone out to uh, to alert the main heroes, like on the mainland. That villains were attacking this island. Yeah, after, okay, but after the villains had literally, okay, that's what, oh, sorry, back to the point I was saying, right, these guys are super powerful. These guys leveled this island. I was like, oh, I, they I, fucked I, it I, to I, all There was hell. a couple of times I was like, yeah, save the citizens because there's not going to be an island left this, when it's done. Well, it's like the, uh, <laughs> it's like the, um, the whole Batman's point of view of, uh, in Batman versus Superman, of like the whole city being fucked up, and he like levels like, a city to stop Superman. Yeah, Batman's like, what the fuck, man? Like this whole city's coming down. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Superman, yeah. It's like, yeah, you stopped Zod, but you literally destroyed the city. Exactly. So what's the point? I thought about that a couple times. I was like, I hope they at least acknowledge this. They kind of do at the end where they're like, yeah, right. we had to re- help rebuild the city because it was pretty rough. But there was like, there was at least two or three moments in that movie where I was like, uh, this guy is just decimating this island well, yeah no houses left shit is all fucked yeah 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 so but, again nine very very powerful character oh yeah uh anyway so that's where we are um they get the message out and then they have this plan of like they're gonna uh separate the villains um wear down nine to wear his powers out then take him out whenever he's weak um but yeah this is where we see them them uh starting to execute it we see him walking up roll Real uh, rogues gallery like, very like uh, slowly walking towards the island, and then they put the the pl- the plan into place. And uh, it really it's probably pr- probably my favorite. I mean, it's they've obviously set up the third act. Um, oh at yeah. This point. Well, then no, this is just kind of cool. This goes back to the uh, the speaking of Batman references here. This is like the the old Dark Knight. What you know what happens when an unstoppable force meets an immovable object, sort of thing. Because you have Nine, who's literally a powerhouse. They've got this place booby-trapped. They've got it set up. They've got a plan, right? They're going to wear him down. And they're like, can we stop? The whole thing is, can we stop him? We're going to throw everything we can at this guy to see if we can stop him. And so that's pretty. That make, it makes for pretty compelling sequences because right. you're, like, you're, you're legitimately wondering how far are they going to get. And there's a couple times where you're like, okay, I think they got him, where they don't got him, you know? Right, yeah. They're like trying to uh, avalanche him with rocks and such. And, uh, yeah, he's just like fucking everybody up. 
the, really the wolf guy goes like full out dude like, that shitting wolf on guy, everyone man I, I okay i know they're never gonna come back but if that wolf guy came back i'd be pretty jazzed because i thought his design was, was cool but he G. was crazy powerful like they like it just nothing they really did flinched him until Todoroki over here like drops the ice down his throat and but basically that was free, awesome. it was he basically froze himself to death to do it though it's yeah, pretty cool that was legit even like the first like when that was like how it ended up like that was a, a excellent climax for that scene um, but even like how that scene starts out I thought it was like you were saying earlier at the beginning I was like oh they got him because like uh, they get him in down a waterfall and then he's like at the bottom of a lake. And then oh, yeah, uh, Todoroki like, freezes the freezes lake. Freezes the lake. You're like, oh, oh man, that's, like, oh, pretty, that's check pretty clever. Yeah, yeah pretty I was clever. like, they got him. And then he's like, of course, Todoroki's like, no, don't uh, don't be so sure. And then he, you know, jumps out, out of the yeah. ice. Yeah. But yeah, yeah I loved I loved the bookends of that because it was ended up being Todoroki that pulled out the win for them at the end. Oh, yeah. yeah I tell, well, and he was the one throughout the movie, too. He's like, I got to stop him. And they're like, no, man, you can't do it. Yeah, he was all gung-ho. Yeah, but he finally got it. He finally got the, the last punch on that one. And I, I, you know, I guess Wolf Guy probably is dead though, because they, I mean, he froze his throat. Well, they, well, for the end of the movie, they when they're arresting all the villains, they show him like. In oh, Hancock's okay. Later, yeah. You're right. That's a good point. Dang it. But still, it's like, how the fuck? Like this guy just got destroyed. Yeah, like, like little. I just want to. I know this is anime, so it doesn't sound like a real. <laughs> how does this not but, sound but, like? How does this Wolf Man survive? But, like literally, he's <laughs> frozen. His lungs are frozen. Oh I mean, yeah, it's, it's like. It's like it's like he got impaled by ice. It seemed like. Yeah, that's, I was that's like, what it looks like. There's no fucking way he survived that. But he was like in his whole kaiju monster mode, so maybe that's. Maybe yeah, that's he went it. like, yeah, he went plus ultra, as they say. You know, and I feel like that guy's got a real, uh, you know, um, he's got some work. He's got some work to do. He's got some health issues, mental health issues, emotional health issues. He's like, everyone always called me a bad guy. I didn't really want to be, but here I am. I guess I'm going to do it. <laughs> he kept saying that. I'm a product was, of my environment. Uh, a product of my environment. I was like, oh, man, you need some. You've definitely got a complex. It'd so we, be like that. You know, you could just, but we should talk to the complex so you can go join uh, the heroes. Right. I just want him to show up again because <laughs> it's pretty cool. Dude, he was lit. Um, the other villains, like the girl with like the crazy spike hair, we haven't talked about her much. She, okay. She was cool, but like I was like, man. She kind of got sidelined a lot, honestly. And, yeah. I, and her design of that group I actually thought was the weakest. Yeah, it was like her hair was like bullet laser type things. It was kind of cool, but like I was like, man. Yeah, yeah, and I mean. They didn't. It was really weird because they gave all the other villains like a really cool fight scene. She, I mean, she had one in the caves where she kind of did some stuff, but definitely not nearly as impressive as the mummy guy or the wolf guy or nine, of course. So yeah, the mummy guy was cool. He could like wrap people up and like bend them to his will. I did think it was funny when he wrapped it back ago and he's like, "I got him." I was like, "I don't think this is gonna last that long." And then you sure don't got enough, him. No, the, sure enough, give it five minutes. He's like, "You fucking bastard!" and blows his, <laughs> his his arm up so he can get out. He was actually like the one villain that um, we didn't mention it earlier, but he was like the one villain when it was the first encounter with the villains. He gets captured because Bakugo shits on him. Yeah, they. they yeah, he does. He, he gets he gets beat because Bakugo's again. I mean, like, you always know Bakugo is powerful, but, man, like, his power levels in this movie are... It's off the charts. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's kind of cool, like, watching the show. You're like, oh, we're getting to the point where these guys are, like, hitting they're getting hero there. levels. Yeah. yeah, they're getting there for sure, for sure. Uh, but, yeah, okay, back to the, the climax. So it looks like, you know, they go through the thing. They throw everything they have at him. It's not enough. Uh, Deku shows up, and you're like, all right, here's where it's going to go. Deku gets the crap beat out of him. Bakugo gets the crap beat out of him. Until, and this is where I was like, this is definitely supposed to be the emotional 
climax of the movie. Right. Where Deku's like, I can't do it. The only way to stop him is is if I do. And then you're like, oh, no, he's going to transfer. He's going to transfer uh, one for all to Bakugo. And you're like, okay. In the back of my head, I was like, "There's not. This is not going to stick." I was like, "How the fuck this are they going to bring this back?" Yeah, yeah. well, because and that's the thing. I was. This is a movie. It's self-contained. It's not going to stick because right. this is a game. That's a big. That's a game-changing. It was kind of like in the first movie with that gauntlet that he got. You're like, "Oh, this is a fucking game changer yeah. for Deku," and then he like, it breaks it at the breaks, very end. Yeah. Like, oh, okay, what yeah. the fuck? Yeah, but either way, I don't really care because we got a really super cool moment where they both go legit, so both Bakugo and Deku legit go Super Saiyan. Yeah, because they both have all, or, uh, all for one. Yeah, they both have, so they, but when he, okay, so I guess the, the logic it's is split it. when he transfers it, they both have it for a minute. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, but they get golden spike, well, one gets, bl- uh, Deku gets the blue spiky hair, and then Bakugo gets the gold spiky Super hair. Saiyan blue and yeah. traditional Super <laughs> Saiyan. <laughs> Yeah, and then they go, and that's where the the movie goes. That gets really that last uh, battle. Dude, that last sequence, that animation there is fucking bananas. It's crazy. I was confused because like no sound effects, just the music and the animation. You didn't even hear the punches get thrown or anything. And I gotta say, it, it was very. Inter- I don't know if I liked it, but it was very. Int- it the was whole budget very was spent interesting. There. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they were definitely doing like more innovative things. The pushing the the animation to the to the limit on that. Oh yeah, that, that was awesome. Yeah, it was. Uh, it if was, you have epilepsy, you better be careful in this part. <laughs> yeah, very. Careful. It was flashing like crazy, dude. But it was it was pretty bad. I it love was, that. It and then it uh, of course it, it culminates in a uh, combined uppercut punch. Yep. As you do, um, with uh, Deku and Bakugo. Uh, teaming up for like that last punch, and uh, you know, of course, then the guy is defeated. He's finally defeated, and then, uh, sure enough, uh, you know, Deku feels so bad about giving up uh, uh, one for all. But then, but then after he passes out, and All Might's there, being like, "You gave it up. I'm proud of you because you did it to save the citizens." And then I guess J.K. Uh, the Deku. ancestors show up and they're like, "Nah, we're gonna go back with Deku." Where Deku? Yeah, this kid doesn't. Yeah, Bakugo guy. Nah, he doesn't need it. He doesn't need it. That killed me too. Okay, so that like like Caleb was saying, they um, all of a sudden the power is gone back to Deku. Um, they both pass out because they're just beat the fuck up. And then uh, later when Bakugo wakes up after he's been healed, he like doesn't remember. He doesn't remember all. anything. He blacked out. I'm like, I mean, how the fuck? Like the the really the the. <laughs> The freaking, uh, what is it when you forget um, that they always do that? Amnesia. Yeah, the amnesia plot line. Like, I don't remember anything. Come on. Well, now the only two people who know what happened were Ardeco and uh, and All Might. And All Might, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, they got to keep that secret safe, you know. That just killed me. I was just like, you you tied that up at the end real nice. Good job, guys. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of the nature of the beings. Yeah, it's kind of like the first movie. Yeah. but yeah, and then at the end, it's kind of like, all right, we're gonna repair this island. That, like, yeah. I, I, I just can't. We will rebuild. I can't articulate like it how, like, I thought it was how like fucked Oklahoma. up this island got. <laughs> looked like after a tornado. <laughs> yeah, right. For real though, except for the whole island, you saw there's literally like tornadoes and lightning strikes. Oh and yeah, they were getting typhoons, fucked. all sorts. Of, I was like, holy smokes! Uh, Nine definitely one of the more powerful guys I've ever yeah. fought. And um, they're so then they're rebuilding the, uh, rebuilding the whole thing with. Um, with the citizens and pretty much the rest of their stay for this time, like goes off without a hitch on the island, and then they they head out. Um, but yeah, 
that's pretty much it, man. That's that's the, I liked it. I mean, it was just yeah. like self-contained, like you said. It's it's not like to me, it's like not super high stakes because like no nobody like none of the main characters are gonna die in a movie right. like this. Well, and again, it's a movie, so if they were gonna kill someone, you know, they would do it on the show, not in the movie. Right. But I mean, here, I mean, just the thing about this, like, you, it, it's it, in a lot of ways. I mean, it's not a Marvel movie, but in a lot of ways, I kind of the same thing is there. You know what you're gonna get. It's gonna be good. It's gonna be fun, and uh, it's a little more unique than Marvel movies because we don't get like two of these or three of these my hero movies a year. So it feels kind of fresh. And I just gotta say, it's a fun time watching it with a really active audience who's super into it. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, and we're watching it with friends. So uh, overall, this is super cool. I think it's. I, I you know I hope they keep making these movies. Apparently they're making lots of money, so um, they yeah, that's uh, all they care about, I'm sure. Yeah, well, I mean, hey, if we give some more of these, I just think this is a it's a really fun way. Uh, unlike Dragon Ball Z, where we're still getting movies like a, two decades later or whatever, and it feels kind of weird. Like this feels like it feels organic. They're like, we're doing this popular show; it's real popular. We're going to tell stories that align with where we're at in the show, but also are self-contained enough. If you were to like, if I were to like lend a movie out to someone who hadn't seen it, they'd be able to pick it up and watch it. And uh, I do think though, I think I like the first movie a little better. I real, I felt like the, the villain in that was a little more interesting. Cause it was like, you know, all Might's buddy, right on, you yeah. know, like there was a little more like complexity, like nine's pretty much straight up a bad guy. Um, so I liked that the, the extra layers there. And I also thought the, the carnival, uh, you know, setting that vibe was a little bit a little more fun better yeah uh, but, i mean that's not to say this is a bad movie at all i think they're actually pretty consistent quality wise but if i were to pick one uh you know if i were to like recommend or pick one or the other and i also like the first one had more all might um i do think bakugo gets some great stuff in this one whereas the first one he was a little more uh, a little smaller of a role but i i do miss i did miss all might in this one a little bit yeah that's why i was gonna say the same exact thing like those our reasons are lining up perfect because and the first one, I love that backstory of All Might. Like mm -hmm. that is so cool to to hear about. Like the story whenever he was in UA, uh, kind of his relationship with um, his best friend at that time. What was that guy's name? Doug or something. I like think that? it was yeah, it was Doug. Um, yeah. But that's just cool to see their dynamic, and then we're seeing it later um, when he's like, you know, like the world's most famous hero. Um, well, and for him to reveal to his best friend like his weakness, which yeah. is that he's. He's dying basically, or he's about he's losing his powers, only for his friend to be the one, you know, thinking he can trust him, only for his friend to be the one who's actually out to get him, you know? Right. Uh, again, just like there's a little more complexity and like emotional like layers to it. Uh, whereas this one, it's a little more straightforward, I yeah, would say. I would not, say so. Not, too. not a bad thing, just a different type of story. And if I were to pick my the type of story I like more, I think I like the first one better. But. Yeah, the one they set it up, the way they set it up too is just like. And, because in each in each one, when you think about it, like the the class has to step up as if they are actual heroes, and they're separated from like the real heroes. So like the the first movie, um, all of the heroes, the main heroes are are locked in the in the main hall, right? Um, with the villain, and so like it's up to the the students to team up together, and um, you know, kind of take out the bad guy. Uh, with this one, with the second one, it's um. You know, they're sent to an island where there's virtually no crime. And then, of course, the villains come to them. Right. Um, so it's just like, I mean, it's basically the a rehash, but like with a different, kind of a different yeah, vibe. And then it's like. It's definitely, uh, I don't know if the premise is the same, but the formula. I mean, I guess there is a formula to it for sure. It's ish. It's it's similar, but I don't really feel like it's. It, we didn't it's come not a to formula the, until we see it the third time, and then, yeah. you're, then, then you're like, okay, like if they show up on another island the third time, you know. I know that's what uh, we were talking to. We, we saw this with a friend of the show, Daniel Bokemper, and his girlfriend Jackie, 
And, uh, yeah, we said that to Jackie. She's like, you know, we're kind of like razzing about it being on an island. And she's like, they fucking live on, in it's Japan. Japan. Yeah, this I is what like, they know. Which I didn't think about, actually. And I was like, oh, well, yeah, you're right. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Well, they're on a smaller island. They're on like a tiny island. <laughs> but sure, I guess Japan, being an island country, likes islands. So yeah, fair enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, yeah, man, as far as like your review, I guess, uh, you know, we've talked about how we like it versus the first one, I guess on a scale of one to 10, what'd you think on this one? I, I mean, this is tough. Like I, I get a lot of enjoyment out of this movie. It's definitely my wheelhouse. So, uh, keep that in mind with my recommendation, but I, I'd say that's like a seven or an eight. Like I would like a three and a half out of five star, maybe four star on a good day. Like it's really fun. I had a great time with it. Again, it's one of those, I know what I'm getting as a My Hero fan. It delivers. But I think if you're not a My Hero Academia fan, I think you'll still find a lot of enjoyment out of just like the, the characters and the quirky characters are great. Um, and the, the fight scenes are great. So, I mean, I think it's, I do think it's an overall well-made movie, uh, animated film or anime film, you know. So, yeah, yeah, like they, yeah, three to three and a half stars. So, seven, I'd say seven. I was going to say on the high end, I'd probably give it like a seven to five. Um, I'm more like in the six area on this one. Not that it's a terrible movie by any means, but I just felt like it was like n- not necessarily, and, and we've been saying this, it's not necessarily just like a formula, but I was just like, okay, this is kind of what I'm feeling from the first one um, where I feel like it was executed a little bit better in the first one. Yep. Um, so that's kind of the, the area I'm living in. I'm like, well, like, Six okay, seven. this yeah, isn't I, bad. I'm with, I think, yeah, I, I'm with you. I'm, I, I'm, I keep going, like, I, I use Letterboxd, the, the movie uh, app, uh, oh, right Letterboxd, so, and I'm and they use the star system. So I'm like, I'm sitting between like a three and a three and a half, which on a 10 scale is like 10 to, to uh, or sorry, six to seven. I think yeah. that's where I'm sitting at right now, yeah. But, yeah, I feel like we came out of that with kind of the same mindset and talking about the same things on the same page with a lot of stuff. But, yeah, man, all in all, I mean, nothing beats going to something like this with some buds and just, like, being able to bullshit and razz and, like, have a good time. So that definitely always adds to the experience. It's got me in respect. I go through waves with anime. I love anime, but I don't get to watch it as much as I'd like. It's got me real jazzed about seeing the rest of my hero. Uh, And also, uh, I think, well, I'm sure by the time listeners uh, hear this episode – it's got me real fired up for the Netflix Castlevania new season. That's an anime I really like to binge. Oh, you know? yeah. It's a lot of good anime out right now, guys. There's a lot of really good it's anime. A good, it's a and, good time to be an anime fan, and after, for sure. And after coming out of one of these movies, I always get fired up, and I'm like, you know, I'm going to go back on an anime kick. Between this and Weathering With You, which I saw we, we talked about um, <sighs> on the to, anime show. Man, shout out to that. <sighs> yeah, I'm, I'm definitely riding the wave. It's a good time to be an anime Ooh, fan. Ooh, riding the wave. That just came out, too. Mm-hmm. God there damn, you you're go. good. You were wondering why I bring you back. <laughs> That's the shit, my guy. Again, dad jokes. <laughs> Flying fast. Dad on dad jokes. Well, thanks for coming through, brother. Why don't you tell me where they can follow you on social, keep up with your projects, all that good stuff. Yeah, man. You can, uh, of course, find me. I'm on ch- most active on Twitter, at uh, CMastersTalk. That's letter C, Masters Talk. Uh, t- tweeting a lot about movies, uh, you know, movies, uh, sometimes video games, a lot of television, a lot of TV right now. Westworld's on. Uh, gosh, I was tweeting about BoJack Horseman the other day. There's a lot of good TV, a lot of movies. Uh, you can, of course, keep up of uh, my show over at the Cinematropolis.com, uh, the Cinematic Schematic. Uh, it's a little touch and go these days. We did have an Oscar show earlier this year, and I've been kind of rolling out some some little bite-sized little reviews for listeners. Uh, so if you want to tune and catch those, um, you can subscribe to the Cinematic Schematic uh, on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitch Radio, Spotify, or wherever your podcasts are found. Uh, and, of course, if you like animated things, I do have 
uh, regular uh, bi-weekly episodes of an animated discussion with Joshua Unruh over on his podcast, The Animated and Animated Discussion, where we go deep and talk about uh, most of the episodes of Batman the Animated Series. We're now in the, in the phase of the show where we finish the original Batman the Animated Series, original run, so we are now going back and forth between Superman the Animated Adventures and the New Adventures of Batman, which is kind of like where they brought in the redesign of the the animated series so it's a good time and i think we're going to be talking about batman beyond and justice league down the line so um it's a fun time I have a great time doing that show with joshua and there's just uh talk about great anime uh, animated series so that is an animated discussion which you can find on apple podcast google play all those podcast apps as well very good and go back and listen to all those batman episodes because they're fucking crazy the shit that i learned from that show i'm just like what the fuck that's nuts Hey man, there's a lot of good. That that show is so good. Yeah, yeah, it's a <laughs> it's a treasure trove. For it sure. is treasure trove. Uh, for any not even just Batman fans, for just for fans of cinema, good storytelling, superheroes, it's all there for sure, man. Well, as always, guys, you can follow us on social media. That's Tunes Tunes Podcast, T U N E S slash T O O N S. We're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you find your podcasts. Bye bye, bye.